Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Yeah, Tucky! We're back, Tucky! We'll start recording, Tucky! Tucky! Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode yeah. 43, the Hell in a Cell Woo! preview Woo-hoo-hoo! of the Brothers. Of discussion. Yeah, both of us, Tucky. Uh, to find all things Brothers of Discussion, you want to go to BODpodcast.com. BODpodcast.com is going to have all of our tasty blogs and mm, uh, archive. always go down smooth. Podcast yeah. episodes, uh, episode 1 through 42, and now including this beautiful episode 43. We do apologize for episode 42. Uh, you have plans, uh, you know, don't always uh, come to fruition. Uh, things falling through the cracks, so we gave you a shithole of an episode, which was episode 42. We apologize for that. I hope you enjoyed uh, me analyzing Renee Young being uh, put on the broadcast booth. Um, yeah, it wasn't a lot to go over there, because obviously it's a good thing, so nobody's actually going to come out and say, this is a bad idea. Uh, so a lot of great hot takes on my part. Uh, that I, hope you like, being... I hope you like 45 minutes of that was a good idea. Yep. Uh, that being said, uh, we are back in the studio. Uh, we're in our respective yeah. homes recording. And, we're in uh, our shitty apartment, Stucky! <laughs> we, we are ready uh, to do a Hell, a Hell in a Cell preview, but uh, we've got some other uh, things to take care of. Um, big, uh, big, 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 big news. And, and notably, uh, it, it actually starts, uh, we'll start with at BOD Podcast, which is the Twitter and the Facebook. Uh, at BOD Podcast actually got some work. Or uh, some conversation started from Dominic Djokovic, uh, who yes. uh, everyone who is an indie fan probably knows better as uh, Donovan Djok. Uh, but, uh, Mike, what we want to at least acknowledge um, it, it is the NXT Live Detroit show and the yes. incredible, unforgettable, epic bout between Dominic Djokovic and Champa for the NXT Championship. Um, Mike, uh, this this to me, and I wrote an article about it, and Dominic appreciated the article. I hope yes. I hope he didn't read the first draft because I released it and then I edited it. Um, Ooh, hopefully he read draft number two. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> He's like, oh, look at this special guy. <laughs> he liked my match. Um, <laughs> but of course, head to bodpodcast.com to check out that article that is liked by. An NXT superstar. And retweeted. Yeah, professional wrestler and friend of the show. Friend of the show, Dominic Djokovic. I, yes. I have to read that slow. All right, so what am I talking about? 
Mike, this now. match was so great. I mean, the main event of NXT that night, the NXT live show, was the War Raiders with Ricochet against Undisputed yes. Era. And the yes. uh, NXT championship match, I just completely stole the show. I mean, the uh, the main event actually started with the fans chanting all these guys, uh, which is a, yep. a favorite chant when there's so many wrestlers in the ring that everybody loves. And it, it made sense. Yes. Uh, but the actual fantastic match of the night, uh, the the show stealer, what I consider to be the main event and the match that I will never forget, was that NXT yes. Championship match. And um, Mike, yep. I'll, I'll get into why I thought this was so special. Uh, but oh, if you want to go over ahead, here, Tucky. If you want to go over ahead, here, Tucky, I tag it over yeah, here. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, uh, you go first and uh, give us give us your thoughts on uh, what exactly I made this so special. I'm so glad that you put that article together, um, and we abs- absolutely should be talking about this match here, um, the hub, you know, of all, all things uh, WWE-owned wrestling. Um, I feel like at that house show, everybody knows Champa. He is the biggest heel on the earth, uh, potentially the universe, and he's going up against uh, Dominic, who hasn't really been given a chance on NXT TV. So when the match was announced that the two were fight squaring off, I, I think we can both agree there were crickets, um, a few tumbleweeds, uh, yep. people updating their Instagram, you know, taking an opportunity to take a picture of the ring. Um, and then the match started. It's a tough... It, we looked at each other and said this is a really tough, you know, uh, booking problem here for dominic because champa we already know he's going to get booed mm-hmm. and the last time we saw dominic he was you know squaring off against adam cole who can't help but be loved so dominic got the booze right um so to go into this match with crickets for dominic and booze for champa you were worried that champa would start to get cheered because he's the guy we're more comfortable with at least as far as nxt programming is concerned but dominic put on a hell of a goddamn show um doing some incredible springboard maneuvers that you know would have been impressive for a, a cruiserweight and you know he's he's a man who's you know about six foot five six foot seven uh six seven yeah um so the, the he's still just as graceful as a cat you know yep. bouncing off a, a house show so he doesn't even have the you know really the the room you know we, we were worried he's gonna hit his head on the roof yeah. of the arena <laughs> um he did some pretty cool spots, which, you know, if you watched him historically, you know, he's, you know, comfortable and capable of doing, where he um, does, like, a backslide over the top rope and hits somebody who's on the ground outside the ring. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, uh, such, it's so smooth, too. Like, um, at, at first, you kind of think that he's actually stumbling out of the ring, but, I mean, the way he finishes it off and lands it, it, it was, it, it's such a, uh, a great, a great maneuver. Like, just to have... A guy hanging on the side of the ring, which is I, I think is more believable than a guy like hanging two feet away from the ring, just kind of like looking up, waiting for someone to, you know, fly over the ropes, uh, the, yep. the suicida I mean, or whatever. Yeah, obviously, you know, our our favorite matches are going to be, you know, where you have some some backstory to the characters and um, um, you can kind of lean on precedent, you know, maybe promos they've done. Um, right. But Dominic had to come in ice cold. We barely know how to pronounce his name, and it's not his fault. It's just the way he's been treated, really, on NXT TV. We've barely heard Morrow, you know, have to pronounce it. Um, you'll notice I keep saying his first name instead of the Dijakovic. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but, 
Um, Dominic was able to, you know, in, a, in about a 20-minute match, I'd say it was one of the longer matches on the house card, um, he completely went from, you know, just a, you know, middling character that, you know, we didn't even know how to really react to him because he, he's never been, we've never been taught to treat him like a babyface. We've just kind of been taught he's on the roster, he jobs out a little bit. This was his first real opportunity to kind of, you know, showcase himself, um, at least in front of our eyes collectively, um, for an NXT audience. And we chalk it up a lot. You know, we talk about, you know, it, it depends on who your dance partner is, you know, to, you know, make the match more compelling. Yeah. And Dominic totally, completely won over that NXT crowd. So were you a moment ago just mentioned... Um, Undisputed Era, the crowd was already invested because they love all those guys, but right. Dominic was able to take an ice-cold crowd and win them over. So, hats off. Um, unbelievable job by Dijakovic. We can't say it enough. Um, he he really won us over. He won over that crowd. It's, you know, just a matter of time. It, it's one of those things where, you you know, you kind of think about um, um you know, if given the opportunity, a lot of guys could be in the main event. And this this guy, definitely, in front of Detroit, proved himself, and he, he opened a lot of eyes in front of that live audience that this is guy's a damn good wrestler, and he's got a heck of a ceiling. So I'm, I'm excited to see more of him. So bravo. Thank you, Dominic. That was awesome. Yeah, and, and we want to move on to the stuff that everybody knows uh, knows what's going on as part of storyline. But my, my final two thoughts are this, this was so huge this match was so great that all i did was attach nxt detroit to you know my 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 thought on on twitter and my article exploded and we got some great feedback uh from some people on twitter that are just saying you know that that was a perfect description of how that night went um you know one of those is pat myself on the back for my own writing it was probably the best review i've ever gotten uh, but you know, you know, it's just this match meant so much to to this audience, to to the just this local Detroit show, and um, it, it just it, it goes to show that even a week later, I can produce an article, and people want to read it, and they want they want to sound off and talk about how much you know what that match meant to them. Um, and then the final the final thing, so that was one out of two. Uh, the final thought was just. Mike, there, there is no reason that we should have expected Dominic to win that match. And for us to go hot on every near near uh, pin, you know, near fall, yep. it, it's just it, it's an incredible testament to how great those two guys were in that match. Because yep. all we should be doing is watching that match and going, there's no way in an NXT championship match on a live show with Dijakovic, who barely is on TV, there's no way he's going to win this title and the entire music theater would just blow up every time that it got close and you know at, at the last thought i guess the third one here is just thanks guys thank you uh Djokovic and and champa champa i know we'll never hear this uh maybe Djokovic will but um that was an amazing fight and i can't wait to see more um thank you yeah um i mean while we're on the topic um, I would kind of stick with NXT. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> know it. And I gotta say, Taki. I uh, oh my goodness. So they got they got TV time twice, kind of. All right, we got Champo doing his promo about how he he's not the one who injured Aleister Black and yeah. 
Um, he just kind of vaguely said, you know, alluded to some people who kind of name dropped him as the culprit. Right. And you texted me and said, hey, you know, this is they're alluding to Dozovich. Maybe this is his shot. And that's all I thought you were basing that off of. But later in the show, our boys uh, stepped up. You know, two of our favorites on the Brothers of Discussion. And uh, this definitely smells like Dozovich getting his shot on TV against Champa. Right. Um, I can't think of a more deserving guy, um, especially the way he's been built up. He's got the charisma. He's got the, the fans, you know, in his palm. Whatever he wants to do, you know, we're going to cheer for him. Right. Um, this is going to be a really cool clash. Um, obviously, Dozovich, at this juncture, probably has no chance of winning. It doesn't work storyline-wise. Right. But I'm just hoping that he kind of gets treated like we saw Dominic at the house show. And Let Dozovich get, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I, I, I don't think he's a guy that's going to get... I know he's a bigger man, but he, he has a crap ton of energy. I'd love to see what he can, you know, put out there for us. Let's really, really get this guy over because I, I think he deserves it. Yeah, I was going to... I guess I was going to kind of give the same thought. Like, if this isn't already recorded, this match, and you're going to go to that show or you have an opportunity to see Dozovich... You know, you have to recognize the talent there. The guy is just a, a big ball of charisma. And I, I, I just, you know, he, he is a wrecking ball. You know, like he, he's coming to, 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 to show us what he's got. He's going to tear down walls doing it. I, yep. I just, I, I can't imagine that there's something else on the roster that we want more when it comes to uh, just a pure character, just a, a guy that's going to be fun on the mic and you know i wrote i wrote an article a couple weeks ago about our truth and what a great job he does of of owning his role but yeah. if i was completely honest i'm not going to feel satisfied with dozovich unless i see him get some real tag title shots uh maybe try a singles career but you know i i get it you got to fill out an entire show and you can't just keep filtering in guys that are funny. You've got to kind of hold on to that guy and keep him as the funny guy. Yeah. But Dozovich, I just, he does so much with so little. I mean, if you follow like uh, Tucker Knight's Twitter account uh, once a day, you know, like uh, on one side on the main roster, you've got uh, the, the bludgeon brothers give out their tweet of like Tuesday. You know what that means? And then yeah. Tucker Knight puts out a Twitter post, and it's it looks like they're in a Costco. It's it's Tucker and Doze. Dozovich yep. is is sucking down a cold brew coffee, I think. And it's yeah. uh, goes down different, Tucky. It's uh, science. It's cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tucker's just like I I don't know I I'm I wouldn't do this. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, Doze. And then Dozovich just goes into those convulsions of. Oh, here comes yeah. another BM. Uh, <laughs> be the old bowel movement. But uh, yep. it's just, it's pure, like, it's bliss. I, <laughs> when I'm watching those uh, those Twitter videos and then when I'm seeing them on the NXT show, you know, just, again, another uh, call to action here uh, is about half of my blog posts are about uh, asking the fans to do something. Either stop being assholes, uh, start being better fans. But this is, come on. Let's recognize Dozovich is real talent, and let's not have this turn into another fashion police. Let's let's get these guys over. Um, speak- hey, if he's getting a if he's getting a paycheck, I get it. You know, right? Um, right. I just wanted to point out. Um, you know, I was checking out my buddy, and he was. 
uh, on Instagram, and he, you know, was going through the archives, and Otis? he had one that was that matchup between uh, Heavy Machinery and the War Raiders, and, like, he is, of the four men, the smallest. He's the shortest. The other guys are all, like, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". He's 5'10". Yeah. And he's still, he also weighs the most of the four guys. Yeah. But of those four guys, you know, no knock on Tucker, uh, you know, no knock on the Raiders, but that guy has more charisma than all four of those guys. Oh my god, yeah. Tucker Like of the four, he is easily the most energetic. Like we don't and it's, we don't have a Dozovich without a Tucker Knight, I think, right now, but you know, Tucker's gotta be blessing his lucky stars that he's got this big this ball is of his charisma. Enzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't say that, because then that means <laughs> the end of Dozovich is is nigh. Um, oh my god. No, I I just mean, like, I, I can't get enough Dozovich because he gets it. Like, the reason I want to bring up the size is he is easily the most larger-than-life character of those four. Uh, where he's a goofball, you want to see more of him. Um, and I think, obviously, Triple H recognizes it. Right. Obviously. Because they're, they're going to give him this moment against Champa, who... As we learned at the Detroit House Show, you know, he can get you over and tw- give him twenty minutes; he'll make you a star. Yeah. Um. I, w- you know, I, I, I hope we get to see it. I hope it's. I hope we don't have to wait too long. Um. You know, we saw Gargano kind of give the rub to Velveteen Dream. You know, a week or so ago. Um. I really hope Champa can do the same. You know, give the rub to uh, Dozovich. Uh, he's obviously one of the more capable capable guys. Just get in the ring with me. I'll make you look like a million bucks. Yep. But you know, Dozy, um, I'm glad. I'm I'm just happy that it's not just us who love him. That you know, Triple H. It looks like is is going to give our boy a chance. So you know, big props. I was really excited watching NXT this week. Um, well, good good things are on the horizon for Doze. Um, yep. But speaking of things that did end, uh, Bianca Belair loses her winning streak. How? I I don't know if you want to jump into this first, but I'll I'll just say uh, Bianca Belair I thought was really getting a push, and this double DQ with Nikki Cross I don't know that yeah. that's sort of deflating. That's a flat tire to me. That was uh, I, see I'm not too ups- I'm not too upset with that because they don't have they don't have another Nikki Cross. I mean, you can you can create a you know an undefeated streak for anybody, but they don't have a lot of nutballs with that kind of energy outside of Dozovich. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, you can still with Bel Air because I think she's lost tag team matches on TV. That's why I say they were saying she was eight zero in singles matches. She still hasn't been pinned or submitted. So I'm I'm still okay storyline wise. I just. Um, one of the resources I like a lot is Bleacher Report, and they they just. The writer of that just said, um, like the review for NXT just said, um, uh, who thought that this main event would, you know, actually earn its keep? Anyone? And I, I agree. Um, you didn't think anybody. As far as, as far it. as, uh, <laughs> as far as like, like kind of winning you over. Yeah. Um, the crowd was split in a good way. Um, they wanted Nikki Cross because they love that character, but Bianca's, you know. An incredible physical specimen um, with all her gorilla presses of pretty much the whole roster. Um, I, I'm excited for it for a couple reasons. I know you're upset about her not technically winning, 
But I'm pumped to see her have some more fights with Nikki Cross. They must have seen something in house shows when the two of them go at it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, this is a feud that I want to see go on a little bit longer. And I, I like that they protected Bianca and Nikki. Because inevitably, I think Bianca's going to end up going over. Like when there's pinfalls, you know, decided. But um, yeah, this this is what we're, we're, we're getting to that transition point. Um, we were worried about the roster kind of bottoming out, but as far as the women go on NXT, but I think they're in good hands. If they're looking at Bianca and Nikki Cross kind of being to the women to carry it forward, you got a, you got a powerhouse and you got a real colorful character that the crowd buys into. I think you're in good shape. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, Bianca isn't super great on the mic. Um, when we've seen her promos, she definitely has that... Uh, oh, yeah, she's she's green, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she has that delivery that just screams, like, no no real acting talent, you know, but is trying. Like, she's 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 trying, but she's got that, that tone of voice that you hear from the likes of, like, Charlotte Flair. So, for that character to be successful, my only thought is you got to keep her winning. Otherwise, she's just going to disappear. Uh, so, there there is that thought of... Uh, you know, keeping the roster square and making sure Nikki Cross doesn't fall off the boat. But um, I'm not sure uh, to keep with the same metaphor here or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure Bianca's able to captain one. So she's just going to grab an oar and they're going to keep putzing along and she'll disappear with the rest of the oarsmen. I, I just, I, if, if she doesn't stand out with victories, she's not going to do it with her out of ring promo charisma. And where has that gotten a lot of guys that are on the main roster now, like Ty Dillinger, uh, Apollo Crews? Um, I, I don't know. And not everybody can, can have a winning streak. Um, I, think, I think your point there is anybody can have one, and that's true. But, uh, you know, wh- wh- what is the end game with Bianca? Are we, hopefully they're doing something to make her a little bit more interesting outside of the ring. Um, inside, definitely. An amazing talent, the the strength yeah. that she shows us uh, week after week, match after match is incredible. Yeah. But that's not what a sports entertainer is, and I just hope that there is some sort of plan here because I was excited to watch that match because I I thought they were building up a winning streak with the posts on on Twitter, and it just kind of felt like oh that's what they're doing. Yeah. And and it does feel like too with with Nikki. Um, you know, she's headed out the door and with Bianca, it feels like they do have to build up the women's roster. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if Nikki is the right person to have a double DQ with or a, a no, a no, uh, a no contest. Um, because she's not that strong. Um, and I, I think she also has that type of character that can eat a loss. So on both sides, I thought the strategy there kind of misfired. But that's 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 my that's my perspective on that. Um, I don't know if you well, I'm a, I don't know if you want I'm to. I'm a Nikki that. Cross Mark. Yeah, I'm a Nikki Cross Mark. Uh, I feel like the crowd is really into her too. Yeah. No, and, uh, I, and when that's, she's biting the ropes and that's more what I, my point is that she can eat the loss because we believe. Well, in I mean, her. she hasn't she hasn't really had a ton of wins. Um, so she's kind of in that Bray Wyatt um, treatment, you know. She she hasn't really gotten a chance. So yeah, I think that I think all that was was they're just trying to be cognizant of this is a really green wrestler in Bianca, 
versus somebody who's you know definitely got uh you know a little tread on the tires yeah um and she's been helping to emotionally in character like in a character um uh in a, in a character like a unique character kind of way she's tried to help you know carry that whole division so i think i think that's what that kind of was you know kind of protect her on tv at least you know maybe she'll take a loss at a takeover but you know this is somebody they they care about yeah um but i did want to throw out um you know as far as characters um as far as something else we haven't really touched on um just because we haven't had to is uh part of the appeal of like when we you know talked about dozovich is um you know his his power game you know you can watch the the power moves that he does on instagram you can watch him in the ring um and he doesn't mind working a strong style even when he's you know slapping around his own tag team partner Mm -hmm. and this week we got one of our favorite strong style tag teams lorkin and birch finally got back on tv uh that was a real treat to see um yeah watching those two guys with their european uppercuts and slapping each other in the face um I'm, i'm glad they're healthy and back on my tv uh I wouldn't mind seeing them win the uh, tag team belts, but it's it's one of those nice NXT problems to have. It's it's a pretty claustrophobic division. Like there's a lot of people that you know could reasonably hold those belts. And for right now, I don't know why you take them away from Undisputed Era, except that the talent around them is so good. You know, it's a it's a tough it's a nice problem to have right now. Yeah, and I think the only thing that's going to take those titles away is the necessity to get the Undisputed Era on the main roster. Um, yeah. I mean, I, this isn't what we had on our list to talk about. Um, I think the the natural progression here, based on our list here, is to also acknowledge Lars Sullivan getting the easy victory. But, um, I, you know, Undisputed Era was put on a list of top ten factions in the WWE, or I think it's uh, just top wow. ten factions of all time. And this list was what is produced. that one kind of one year of being active? Yeah, on the NXT roster, they were number ten. Number one was the Shield, so I, I'll I'll just I I get it. A lot of people are upset with that list. Uh, a, a rival uh, radio show of ours, uh, busted open radio on Sirius XM, which is complete. That Sirius XM is just dog shit. So don't listen to them. Just get your free stuff from uh, bodpodcast.com. <laughs> you, yeah. you don't want to get you don't want to get mixed up in those promo, endless Matt. phone calls and letters that you're gonna get when you think about quitting. Um, we'll always be here for you. Come and go as you please, but, uh, you know, stay. Um, Just as long as you come and go. All right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they did a whole week based off of how dumb that list was. But let's not talk about that. What we want to talk about is that the WWE put them on this list for a reason. Um, if you're thick enough to think that this was just some way of the WWE going, we have great products, that is part of it. But the other part is them saying, we have the 10th best faction of all time on the roster already. And nobody yep. that watches, you know, that doesn't have the network, they've never seen these guys. That I mean, that's that's the that's the formula to follow. I'm sure everybody is aware of Undisputed Era. Um, that's not what I'm trying to get at. But, um, like, think about it. Like, there's no way this, this team is making it through the next WrestleMania. I, I just, I can't, I can't see it. They they need like for the amount of money that goes through these undisputed shirts, they're like bullet club shirts. Everybody wants an undisputed era shirt. I yep. I just 
for them to get even more exposure and be on the main roster and have an arena week after week yelling Adam Cole baby I I don't I, I don't know like if it's anything if it's Roderick Strong and uh, you know Kyle and Bobby and Adam are like no we, we like where we're at that's the only thing I can think of right now that's keeping those guys down because you've got I, I don't I, you know what we don't want to get into this right now but I, I'm just that that tag team will lose the title soon and I think the Lorcan and Birch stuff has to happen because that that division needs to look strong. It looks amazing with the Undisputed yeah. Era in there. It will come down a notch, but them getting that win, Lorcan and Birch, uh, is is an absolute necessity, just like it is uh, for Lars, Lars Sullivan too. Yeah, I mean, don't forget you're, you you got to think about the War Raiders. They're absolutely going to have an NXT title run. Oh my god! Um, yeah. Heavy Machinery is going to be there. Um, uh, at some point, the Street Profits, they're probably not going to win it the way they get treated. They kind of get treated like a comedy act, but they're going to be up there. Um, you still got Mustache Mountain on the peripheral. Yep. Um, who else am I forgetting? Some other guys. But, no, I, I mean, it's... it's The other thing, too, it's... is you got to remember, like, Mustache Mountain, how, how much longer are they going to be on the NXT roster, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get busted open kind of making that comment. Like, it, it is absurd that these guys have been on the on the lower tier roster for one year and they make a top ten list. But, right. but you know, they're not. What I'll, you know what I'll say to that? I, I get what I get what WWE. I get yeah, yeah. I get what WWE's doing. There's a more important like they're, It's a it's a thing they kind of cre- they want to take credit for creating. Yeah, um, they're gonna promote the shit out of it when they go main roster. Yeah. Um. But honestly, I mean, if you're looking at Heart Foundation, you know, uh, DX, uh, Nation of Domination, The Shield. Um, I don't know if Nation of Domination wanna... made it, actually. Well, they should have. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they want to distance themselves from it. They, they had, what, three Hall of Famers? The Rock, Ron Simmons, and Mark Henry? Yeah. And The Godfather, that's four. Uh, they had four Hall of Famers. That should definitely be uh, one of the top ten. Probably knock out uh, Undisputed Era, who has zero Hall of Famers and has only been around for a year in the minor leagues. <laughs> I get it. I know why. I get it. But, um, you know, Nation should have been up there. Uh, but, like, if you're going to talk top about... Top 11. They're top 11. You know, like, already <laughs> cutting promos, already getting people invested, um, and just pure wrestling... I'm, I'm looking at you, Roddy. I'm looking at you destroying Daniel Bryan's chest uh, with knife-edge chops. I'm looking at you, Kyle O'Reilly, who I'm pretty sure that every single submission he does, he, he goes off script and hurts you. Like, that's how good they look. Yeah. And Adam Cole, I, I don't even know how to describe his charisma. It's 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 Miz level. It's It's kevin owens level it's Shawn michaels level it's he gets it yeah he's gonna be he's that guy's gonna make so much freaking money when he gets called up he, he is Shawn michaels of dx right now yeah he, he's like it's so i don't know the cockiness is turned up to 11 oh my puppy's sitting in my lap and he's ugh, going nuts um i don't know why he's being um, yeah, I just here's what I'll say. Yeah, like take it away. Well, undisputed um... <laughs> Undisputed Era is gonna prove themselves, and they're gonna earn that spot on that list. 
Um, the one thing I do... I hope they don't rush it. I hope they kind of let them linger around. Because I know four is a weird number. Because, you know, these... Kind of the, uh, the modern-day contemporary faction has had one guy who's a little bit better at singles wrestling and then two guys who are kind of dedicated to doing tag. You know, you look at, um, you know, New Day, Sanity, um, uh, The Shield, obviously, and then this group, um, Undisputed Era. They have four because we're just waiting for Bobby Fish to get healthy. But I hope they don't... I hope they don't try to ostracize him or make him a pariah or something because he got a boo-boo and he was on the shelf for a while. Or, you know, have him and, uh, you know, Roddy, you know, well, do singles matches and the whole thing dissolves. I, I hope they don't get scared off from that, Yeah. you know, that, that three that they're comfortable with. Because they can make four work. Well, yeah, unfortunately for Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish have been a tag team for years. So, yeah, uh, that Bobby Fish will not be the guy... Will not be the odd man out, um, but I, I like everybody that's a fan of the podcast and has been a fan for a while, knows that I hated Roderick Strong so goddamn much. But I could not love him more now. Um, even his promo work this past week, uh, Roderick Strong, a friend of the show now, liked my tweet when, <laughs> when I said uh, uh, he, he talked about beating his son in hide and seek. Every time they play, which yeah. made like, I'm I'm sitting there. Uh, uh, my wife is with me. She's she's doodling or playing some game, and I just bust out laughing while I'm listening to NXT on my headset. Just, <laughs> you know, like the cocky, yeah. the cocky asshole that's like, you know, and I, I beat him every week. And then <laughs> you got Kyle O'Reilly going, as you should. You're a winner, man. <laughs> it's just like. Uh, just, just the point here to drive to drive it home is just these guys have all hit like a whole nother level of superstar of you know where where uh, Tommaso Ciampa talks about every week how he's the greatest sports entertainer of all time. I think we're watching yeah. this amazing group of sports entertainers. Um, you know, like if we rewind uh, the clock and go back to like the Finn Balor NXT era, that. Those guys are amazing pro wrestlers. And I'm not taking anything away from them, but I, you know, maybe this is the hot tag question, Mike. Is this era filled with more WWE superstars and, uh, you know, sports entertainers than NXT rosters of past? Um, I'm throwing here's... Sami Zayn in there. I'm throwing Nakamura in there. Uh, I feel like Samoa Joe is is one of the one of the few well-rounded guys, um, but of course he's been wrestling for years. But yeah, if you uh, you know if you want to tackle that, um, I feel like we also have to hit Hell in a Cell. So this is a bad time to throw in a new. Yeah, I I know we we do this every we do this every freaking episode where we just get just caught up in NXT because yeah. we love it so much. Um, <laughs> but uh. It definitely feels like, um, like years past, it felt super top heavy. You yeah. know, we loved Sami Zayn, you loved Finn Balor, but this really feels like depth. Like I feel like every week, because I know the way they stagger the champions, so you don't see the same guys every episode on the on the taped shows. Yeah. Like every week, it's a treat for me because I get to see somebody else. Like, oh yeah, I haven't seen Bianca Belair in a while, or. Yeah, what the hell? I want to see more Nikki Cross. You know, I didn't even see really. You know, I didn't get to see a Ricochet match. I didn't get to see Pete Dunn. 
Um, I didn't see Undisputed Era perform this week. Um, I didn't see my Velveteen Dream, right? I haven't my seen Velveteen Alistair Black Dream. since he's been hurt. Yeah. Johnny Gargano wasn't there. Um, uh, Heavy Machinery didn't wrestle. You know, they just did some promo work. Right. Um, yeah, just, it's literally like the who's who of guys we love didn't didn't really participate and you still had an entertaining product from start to finish. Yeah. Is it easier to do when it's only an hour and not even an hour at that when you throw in commercials and the, the actual tape segment, they only give you about 53 minutes? Yeah. But it's... I don't know who's sitting in the studio producing the show saying, hey, this is what we're going to do and it's, it's going to make you want more. You win. Whatever class you took, whatever, you know, ideas are in the, in the brainstorming room, it's working, okay? Right. Um, you know, it, it pumped up that crowd in Detroit, the show we saw, the, the, the live house show. Um, and yeah, it's, NXT is just, it's a, it's, it's a phenomenal wrestling product. So, we're just saying it again. I'm, pro- I'm sure we'll be saying it next week when we, <laughs> when we're talking about the next episode, next Wednesday. Well, um, uh, I, I I know. Uh, besides that, did you have any last NXT thoughts? No, I was gonna help us transition into uh, the main. Yeah, because uh, you know, you brought it up. I you know, we try to put some show notes together. We always make these episodes a little bit longer than we want. I know you got so much damn entertainment, you know, available to you. You know, how much can you really dedicate to two, you know, brothers who've you know never taken a real bump talking about wrestling? Yeah. Um. But, we, you know, we want to give a few minutes here to the May Young Classic, and I, I know you're not super jazzed about this season. Um, and I, I, th- I can see where you're coming from If with the May Young Classic. We kind of missed episode one talking about it because of the... Uh, we got bogged down attending live wrestling last week. Um, and I think part of the problem is that's, the... That's our excuse. It doesn't, <laughs> that's our excuse. We were watching wrestling. And so, yeah. Um, it, uh, it, it hasn't had quite the fire that the first time did because the first time it was the you know it was the um inaugural right so yeah. it's you know it's more of a treat um but in the first one could kind of lean on jim ross you know because you're like ooh, you know i haven't heard him call it you know covering a wwe product in a while you know he's been in new japan so in this iteration they give us michael cole and the the big twist uh besides giving us a wwe legend uh season one was lita this time we get Beth Phoenix. The real um, plus, uh, the real, I'd say, like, reason to watch this, you know, with the commentary on, on your TV or if you're watching on your phone with your headphones on, is Renee Young. Um, I don't know why it took so long to figure out, you know, hey, uh, maybe we should have her all the time in our, yeah. <laughs> in our ears. Uh, she's doing a great job so far. Just, what, is it two weeks now of Monday Night Raw total? Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. What, well... And she's... Oh, a total, yes, 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 yep. yes, yes. I was gonna say, and, well, she's uh, only had the job since Monday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but her commentary on the, on the, uh, Mayon Classic, top-notch stuff. I... Um, she, in the show they, notes, I, I really wanted to touch on how, like, part of what sold the Cruiserweight Classic wasn't just Mauro Ronaldo, but it was Daniel Bryan. It's not that Daniel had the most, you know provocative thoughts of all time you know uh yeah. that's not really his job as the color guy his job is to sell the excitement and his enthusiasm was just an a plus like you're saying you know Daniel when I, I 
I still think about when Kota Ibushi lost, and he was just like, oh my gosh, he was such a, you know, favorite in this whole tournament. Oh my god, like he was just falling out of his chair. Yeah. Um, and Renee Young is doing the same thing with the May Young Classic. Like every every kick, every you know, Hurricane Rana, every you know, uh, top rope, crossbody. She is right there going, oh, man! Like, she is really owning the language and putting the emphasis right where it needs to be on every syllable. Um, And she's also not getting in the way of Michael Cole doing the play-by-play. And she's also doing such a great, responsible job of throwing it to um, Beth Phoenix. You know, saying, hey, I want to defer to you. You're the goddamn Hall of Famer. What do you think of this? How would you handle this situation? She's just, like, such a professional uh it really is a treat and i this is all kind of coming together um the may young classic season two the evolution pay-per-view coming up right around the corner and then renee young getting more responsibilities um i know they wanted to stagger all this stuff you know like boom 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 all together but man renee young has really proven herself um matt what did you want to say about that well, I mean, I, I wanted to jump on the Renee Young stuff. Um, I mean, her her call of uh, just the best example I can I could think of off the top of my head is when she brings up God of War and uh, you know trying to relate this show to the new crowd that loves pro wrestling and the yeah. and the, the millennial that is the every media uh, consumer. I mean, everything that's out there, um, the pro wrestling fan of today. Uh, they find a way to consume it. So whatever's super popular, I feel like they're, they've are they got their hands in. Uh, so for her to, to go in that direction, her to be that person, kind of comes back to what I said in that dog shit episode 42 of Brothers of Discussion. Um, Mike, I'm, I'm sure you listened to it. Uh, when I talked about Renee Young being the represent uh, representative of the fans, this is our voice on the announce table. And everything you said there is just the clear indication that she's nailing it. Uh, because all you feel is this relation of that is, you know, that is either how I feel or now I know how I'm supposed to feel when it comes to people that we don't necessarily know. Because if, if it wasn't Renee Young trying to put a face on some of these people by bringing up things like God of War, yeah, then it was at least her saying this is, you know, a... Um, a once in a lifetime match, you know, when it came to the uh, the the main event um, uh, with Mercedes and uh, forgive me, and Ashley Rain. Um, yep. I, I mean, like her take her taking the time to to make sure that we're all aware, like regardless of how what you know about this match, how you feel going in, you need to know that these are two super duper stars. They've been going at it for years, and if you're not aware, you're not taking the time to educate yourself, as I just proved I'm not. Here you go. This is this is the exciting match, and uh, she just she does a great job of not only representing us, but but preparing us. And that that why that role is so key is because it allows Beth Phoenix to be the expert, and it allows Michael Cole to do his job, which he does so terribly compared to Mauro Ronaldo. Uh, of trying to call each and every move that's in the ring um yeah. man hearing him stumble over every goddamn move is frustrating as, as hell and it is really bringing the show down but we don't want to focus on that mike give me your last thought or uh, uh who else did you want to uh make sure we were keeping an eye on for the may young classic um and then we'll yeah. move on to the hell in a cell card which 
Uh, Jesus, yeah, we're Jack- on 42 minutes, right? Going on yeah. 43 minutes now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just Renee, real quick, one more, one more comment. Like, um, I'd say you know one of the toughest things to do in sports announcing is to do like baseball and really paint the picture. Um, if you live in Michigan, if you've listened to the Tigers, you know you're in good shape. If you're listening to like Dan Dickerson and Jim Price, and especially Dickerson, because he paints the picture, he paints the drama. Um, he makes every pitch count sound like it's important. And that's Renee, while she does colorful things, like you're saying, you know, bringing up God of War to keep up those contemporary references, pop culture references, she definitely, every blow, um, she makes it sound like, oh, like a real verbal cringe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that yeah. adds to the intensity of every move. Um, as far as the wrestling product, you know, the first round is really tough. For this um because what you're doing is you're you're kind of getting seasoned people against um you know kind of more green women who you know maybe don't have as many matches under their belt and in addition you're not getting probably as much rehearsal time as you would you know like if you look at the nxt roster those people are fighting each other every you know every day you know in house show matches yeah. where these women are kind of thrown together and hey see if you can figure it out um i definitely want to touch on a couple uh, one of them was uh, Cedric Alexander's wife, Ariel Monroe. First of all, just a great re- wrestling name. Um, I'm quite sure we'll be seeing her, you know, wrestling for at least NXT, you know, in the next year or so. Um, she had a cool gimmick. They were calling her Big Swole, and the crowd was really fired up for her. She's out in the first round, um, understandably, because her opponent, um, uh, Zuekis, she... Um, uh, from Latin America, she pulled off a perfect Spanish fly off the top rope. Um, she absolutely should be in the second round over Ariel. Um, but Monroe is, you know, she's got a heck of a future in front of her, and the crowd was already invested. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Mercedes uh, Martinez won her match. Um, I think I, you got to think her role is to, you know, legitimize the other younger kind of mid-tier women. I don't know if Mercedes should win the tournament because she does have... You know she's a little long in the tooth um uh, you know you kind of want to promote not babies and not not necessarily people who are older you know um it's like when brian kendrick was in the cruiserweight tournament you wanted him there to legitimize it but not necessarily win um i think mercedes should get a couple wins um uh, just because she's so polished but you know obviously not win but um the standout easily uh was at casey K- uh Ketizaro. um because they kept talking about how she's, you know, she's on that American Ninja Warrior. She's a, you know, a lifetime, um, just in gymnastics. Um, she did a really cool, you know, we've been watching wrestling, what, a combined almost 60, you know, almost 60 years combined. I've never seen somebody enter the ring by climbing up the steel beams that hold up the turnbuckles. Right. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Uh, it's kind of an, uh, uh, a throwback to her American Ninja Warrior days, but god damn she looked like spider-man doing it um and she wasn't just an entrance some of these women while they're doing the um you know coming down for the tournament you can tell they're gonna lose because wwe doesn't invest like a real song behind them Mm -hmm. her song was kind of middle of the ground she literally all she did was come out and do that cool entrance and then she just proved herself with just pitch perfect springboard maneuvers off the top rope um, maneuvers off the turnbuckle and she won off um, a roll up um, 
I can't. It's astounding that she's basically wrestling for like a year. She looks like a female AJ. Like if if Alexa Bliss could wrestle like AJ Styles, that's what she looks like. I hope that they realize that she absolutely should be going far in this tournament because yeah. she just like blew the competition out of the water, um, especially for the whole hour of that episode of the May Young. Um, I'm excited to see more of her. I, I she should absolutely be on NXT and the main roster. Like sh she's that good. Unless her promos are just 100% abysmal, she's got the physical ability. So we're in for a treat watching Casey. Yeah, and I I think there's there's always time to work on that. At least give it a shot. Um, yeah. So I uh let's 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 move it on to the big old pay per view. I'm going to make a joke here and say we have 13 minutes to cover Hell in a Cell, but we'll be done. We'll probably be done in about an hour here. Yeah. <laughs> Hell in a Cell this Sunday. Um, I'm not going to give you the time and the date and where it's at. You you know, it's the WWE Network. Just keep watching that until it pops up. Who, who knows when you're listening to this podcast episode. But let's jump in here, Mike. I, I'm going to start. We have a list here. Uh, it looks like we can pretty much go from the bottom of the list and go up, as we do almost every pay-per-view, uh, because I get these lists from Bleacher Report, and they do the same thing every time. Uh, dog shit matches at the bottom, main events at the top. Uh, however, Mike, I think we're going to finally have uh, a pay-per-view that we don't have to down a few Monster Energy drinks, a couple of five-hour energies, and uh, some coffee all the way through. This is going to be a nice, easy pill to swallow, I think. And and I've got, you know, my finger on a couple matches that will already be short. Not that we hate wrestling, but, uh, you know, four hours of anything is is hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Mike, we don't we don't have we don't have a ton of matches here. We have we have eight uh, total, which is such That's good. I Make know. a shorter show. Uh, speaking of a shorter show, that should at least make our list here go a little bit quicker. But uh, I'll jump in to the first match here uh, that, that we'll talk about. And it'll be the New Day versus Rusev Day. Um, mm. Kind of a, a surprise to me. I, I really thought that they were setting up the bar to be back in the uh, Tag Team Championship conversation. And I, I just... Uh, I, I really... I didn't see rusev and aiden still sticking around as a tag team uh i kind of felt they were filling out the roster but uh here we are i didn't think they'd beat the usos a week before and uh i i didn't think they were going to beat the bar but uh mike does this does this match what what is where's your needle right now because i i gotta tell you my my needle's kind of barely budging for this um i know wrestling wise this is probably going to be one hell of a match because I can't remember the last time the New Day gave us a boring tag team championship match. Um, Storyline-wise, how invested are you? Um, I mean, there's not a lot of story here. It's just that Rusev Day, you know, won a tournament. Mm -hmm. That's the story. Um, while New Day is, uh, you know, has has more accolades than any tag team since uh, I don't well, know, Edge and, Edge and Christian maybe. Um, I, I could redo that question and say, what do you, what would you see going forward? Um, you know, it, it, depending on who who could actually win this match, is is there more, 
intrigue for the New Day or or for Rusev Day to at least defend the titles against the New Day. Uh, it's kind of this... w- what I see possibly happening, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, for me, it just kind of smells like New Day is, you know, not going to win their belts and immediately give them up. So you kind of throw Rusev Day to the to the dogs, if you will. Um, New Day's going to win. I, I think what New Day's going to be is they're probably going to lose the belts to, you know, God, please, you know, some youth. Uh, let's, let's see what Sanity can do with them. Let's, you know, let's see what some younger guys can do with them. Um, it's got to go to a heel team. I, I don't know. I don't, I love the new day. It's just, they don't need it. Um, they're hilarious on commentary. Yep. Um, you know, we want to hear from them. I, I don't know if we need them to have a sustained tag team title run. Um, and I love Rusev day, but it's, I don't think it's quite, you know, a heavy enough, um, gesture for them to win at hell in a cell like all they did they want a tournament they have no animosity with the new day it's just like you know face face friendly competition you know their odds of winning are, are pretty low for rusev day do you see this like to me this looks like the b team getting a shot at the tag titles um again who did win who did win Yep. That's yeah, um, and I'll, I'll say too. I'll come back to my point of them winning at SummerSlam and then losing the titles thereafter was the same. That same notion that yeah, they were hot then. Um, so let them win the titles at SummerSlam, but then get them away soon thereafter. And if you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'm a monkey's uncle if that actually didn't come to fruition. Um, but here, you know. We'll talk about that match in a second of uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler taking the titles away because there really wasn't that much going for the B team. Uh, for Rusev Day, I don't, I don't know. I maybe, maybe we were wrong. I was complaining about Rusev Day breaking up, but now where we stand, uh, they've kind of. It, it looks like either Ru, you know uh, Aiden English and. And Rusev ran out of juice, or the creative team was kind of just thinking, well, do we just keep trotting Aiden English out there to either sing a song or do a rap? I mean, what else? You know, what do we do with this? And uh, I, I just, they don't, they don't create uh, organic uh, excitement like the New Day does. But um, you know, I, I, I could be wrong. I, I just, I, I don't see a lot here coming from rusev day anymore um and 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 again it's it goes back to tv time uh it does go back to how much creative uh is actually putting into this which i i don't think they've put in a lot um but all all of that stuff mixed together just does not bode well for for rusev day well the problem going forward the problem is uh you know the way they've treated both those characters like aiden is has no offense i i couldn't tell you one move he does rusev he has the Machka kick. He has the um, the accolade submission maneuver. But so many people have kicked out of both. It has like no legitimacy to it. Um, he he would need a real run with some some gold uh, yeah. to really get over again. So and, and probably right now, above the tag gold. Yeah, some something above that. Um, so I, you know, this it's such a huge goddamn roster that wwe can afford to pay for um you know this gets rusev in a pay-per-view it it you know the crowd loves him um they appreciate his work he's hilarious you know he's got the he's got the moves for a, a big man he's agile but uh new day's going over 
Um, I would want to move right into the other tag team match, which is probably going to steal the show. Um, your boys, uh, Matt, who you, you own a t-shirt of, Drew McIntyre and Dolph. The show. Versus... The show Ziggler uh, versus no, no, Seth. No, no, no. The, that's their tag team name. Is the show? That's their name. Yeah. Oh, hopefully they drop that. Versus oh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose where for the Raw. Where have you been since April? Tag team championship. Um. This this for me is pretty tough. I feel like it could go either way. Um, I would I would prefer to see Drew and Dolph go out on top because I I I want to see them. Uh, um. You know, maintain the the crown for a little bit, a little bit longer here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I this we're gonna be in, we're gonna be in for a treat. Um. You know, one, two. Two of these guys are NXT champions. One, two, three of them were like main event, main roster champions. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're one, of them, in. one of them was on the hottest rock band in WWE history. One of them was one of the hottest cheerleaders of all time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, this is going to be a hell of a match. Uh, you've got four amazing pro wrestlers in it. Um, you've got uh, just, and I, I love too the way you put, like it. Does, who cares who wins this match? We're going to have a hell of a time. I, 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 I do have my preference of Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Um, I think their push. Uh, I won't necessarily come to a screeching halt, but it'll kind of plateau a teensy bit if uh, McIntyre and Ziggler lose. I don't know what you do from there. But, you know, Rollins and Ambrose are fine. Um, the only thing I can imagine is, just like with New Day and Rusev Day, are you only having this match to have the titles, you know, flip-flop so that you have something going forward to the next pay-per-view? Um, I, I think that's totally possible, especially with Survivor Series coming up and you need these feuds to be built up to have, you know, five guys. I, you don't have to do that match, but I'm just guessing they like doing that match. So they, Here's you, here's what I'll say for this match. Oh, you want to know it's going to disappoint me? What? If it's short. Ooh. These, guys, these guys are too good to not have, like, a 25-minute match. Um... Okay. Well, when I was thinking of short matches on this card, I pointed out two, and we're going to talk about one of them next, uh, if you look at the list. This yeah. this was not one of them. I was hoping this would go for a while. Yeah, this, like, New Day, Rusev Day, you know, it'll probably be about 10, 10 15, maybe. This right. should obviously be, like, a 20-minute match, at least. And uh, these these guys are too good. The storyline is, 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 is too compelling. We love all four of these guys. This should be a monster on the card. And I, I think this will uh, this will pull the curtain. This is, this is definitely going to be uh, to start the night because we know all four of these guys are going to be involved at the end of the night. Um, no matter what they try to do, something cool is going to happen, and it will involve not only Roman and Braun, but it'll involve uh, you know Drew, Dolph, Seth, and Dean. Uh, but this yeah. this is my prediction to open the curtain, and I don't. I think they at least like to give 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to that first match, which, you know, when it comes to, you know, what's a lengthy, long match, I, I think 15 minutes is that marker right there. If you're if you're anything under 10 minutes, you're, it's, 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 it's getting moved quick because you're talking entrances and, you know, your exit. But uh, uh, that's, uh, I'm, 
I'm going either either team can win. I prefer Drew and Dolph, so that'll be my prediction. Is I'll just say Drew and Dolph are gonna win this. Um, you know, in a, in a tough bout. Yeah, Drew and Dolph going on top. Um, cause we this is this is just uh this is just a battle. This isn't gonna be the end of the war. We're gonna be seeing these guys go at it for a while. Um, but I see uh, the next match you want to talk about was for the Raw Women's Championship. Sweetly. Uh, we got uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rowdy. Rowdy. Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey versus Alexa Sexa Blissa. Yeah. <laughs> Little Miss. We're big fans. Yeah. Um, she's, a, I, she's a cutie. You know what? I'm big fans of both of these ladies. Um, what I What's funny is you just said she's a cutie. Um, I got in trouble with my wife because we were watching the Ronda Rousey Twizzler commercial before movies. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but I, I just leaned over to my wife and I was just like, God, she is such a little cutie pie. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm i not allowed to see Rhonda come out onto the screen anymore. So luckily, my wife is out of town for Hell in a Cell this weekend. So it's, it's not like I have a major crush, but Rhonda, her smile, uh, when Vince McMahon said that, uh, said to Rhonda, your smile like lights up the world or something. She really yeah. does have like one of the cutest smiles I've ever seen. Milo, quit your barking. If you want attention, I'll give it to you when we're done. All right, oh that's our gosh. special guest star, Milo, my puppy. Um, he's just he's rolling around on the bed right now, burying himself in pillows and barking as he does it because he's not getting enough uh, attention right now. I I I I smell a dog who needs a cocaine clutch. Matt, knock that dog out. All right, here we go. Milo. Yeah, give us some Ojo special. Um, <laughs> Ronda uh, Rousey's but, going over in this match. Yeah. Why, why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we as, as quick as this match will be, that's how much time we, we we should spend on discussing it. Outside of Ronda being super cute, we'll say. Ooh, quick uh, hot tag question here. Yeah. Um, how long is it going to take for us to see a twenty-minute Ronda Rousey match, and who will that opponent be? Matt, hot tag follow-up uh can i can i answer your question with a question yes uh did brock lesnar ever have a 20 minute match he has he's well, had some triple threats his undertaker matches okay his CM punk matches his undertaker matches were an hour or wait I would you say, say an hour minutes? just 20 minutes <laughs> yeah um okay uh then yeah as as uh because she looked pretty rough guess, in that long tag team match. The, like, a lot of, like, ooh. Well, th- you know what? I, I gave her a hard time. She legitimately got hurt, and that's what they were trying to figure out was uh, the finish. So oh, okay. I I at least applaud them for giving it a finish. Um, But, yeah, she she definitely, like, the whole thinking on her feet and going, okay, I, have, I forget what it was, like a displaced or broken rib or something like that. Something in, in her tummy area, chest, tummy area. Um, but, yeah, that, that injury definitely, you know, threw a, a wrench or a cog in the whole thing. And she, she didn't really know, like, what should I do here? Because you remember, she's a real athlete. Um, as much as all of these ladies are, are athletes, this is someone that performed for a while. And when you get hurt, you're not necessarily trying to continue <laughs> the injury or progressing right. it to getting worse. So I think in her head she was going, all right, I'm not going to do anything to make this worse. Um, you know, I've got a contract. I've got a career to think about. So that's that's what that was. But I do agree with you. At least to that end, she it'll be tough for her to improvise if she is scheduled to do 20 minutes and she does get hurt again. 
uh, there might be a lot of time spent outside of the ring laying down. Uh, that being said, Mike, it's hard. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to make a joke out of this uh, question, um, but as much as I don't consider myself an improv artist, I'll say we're probably still a couple years away from seeing a legitimate, you know, long, uh, I don't know, five-star. Is that what we want to say? Like a five-star 20-minute sure. match from Rousey? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we're a couple years away from that, um, and, and that's fine. I think what I was getting at with the Brock Lesnar question was that we didn't see a lot of only Brock Lesnar single matches. Um, triple threat, I will say, is not fair to use because obviously they just made him take a nap out on the table whenever he's in a triple threat, and then and then he comes in later. But um, right. uh, I, I'll, I'll just say they didn't need Brock Lesnar to do a 20-minute match, um, and I think Rousey's at that point where she's bringing in a ton of excitement for whatever match she's in. So as long as she can make it look reasonable at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking I, I of uh, doing the job. Speaking of having kind of a, a, a match, I'd be shocked if it went very long. Is uh, oof, uh, we got some uh, some dinosaurs here, long in the teeth, Mr. Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. But we get a hell in a cell stipulation. Yeah. Um, I, uh, this is another one. I, 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 you know, yeah, I feel like Randy's going to win, uh, but we're going to see some crazy stunt out of Jeff. Matt, yeah. do you I, see anything besides that? I think Jeff Hardy is, uh, I think hopefully he doesn't watch the wrestler, uh, tomorrow night. I, I just don't want that Get to inspired. inspire him. He's like, yeah. you know, oh, my brother's out. I just, I can't see myself doing anything. I gotta carry the, the family name. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just gonna see him go double elbows up from the top of the hell in a cell. Uh, ah! Randy's looking up. Team going, Extreme! What, what, what yeah. the fuck is this idiot doing? And just see him, you know, ah! do his little two fingers on the side. A little scream, and off he goes! Randy jumps out of the way, and Jeff never moves again. Um... That's not my official prediction, but I just hope this isn't like Jeff's uh, instead of the swanton, his his swan song. Um, I I just I want <laughs> I I want less out of this match because these two guys are old, and I don't want them to get hurt. <laughs> what I yeah I really appreciate the storyline though because it keeps you know some young guy from being stuck with some old guy like let the young oh, guys yeah. kind of duke it out yeah, yeah. I, this no, is a good idea a whoever point. decided to do that um i i just you know even with that like i think we can appreciate that as a as a as a true fact like that is what's happening and i'm i'm all for it but jeff hardy can't sell shit um he's really bad on the mic he always has been and it just kind of kills it for me whenever it's not all about competition. And, uh, you know, I might get some flack for that because Jeff has been around so long um, and we're just supposed to respect that. But, uh, you know, what sucks, too, is that I've been bored of Randy Orton for a few years now. So, unfortunately, as good as the booking was to make sure we use our highest paid professionals on the card, which is why this match exists... <sighs> I I don't know. This might be the match where I go take a dump. Um, this might be my P match. Um, See, I think uh, I you're right. Randy Orton has been 
a little stale. Um, but he cut that promo a couple weeks ago where he said, I'm going to take your heroes and I'm going to break them. Um, and he washed off the face paint of Jeff Hardy. Um, uh, you know, he's been violent, you know, after matches, interfering in matches. If there's anybody who can sell a, a nothing hell in a cell, I, I'm kind of pumped to see what Randy does. Well, um, I have a hot tag question for you. Yeah. How soon until the big show, oops, I mean, Randy Orton turns face again? Uh, no, it's going to be a while. <laughs> I don't think he's really flip-flop, though. Um, I. What are you referring to? You don't think he's the heel in this match? He is the heel. Yeah. When was he the face, though? He's been flip-flopping face and heel for, like, the last couple years. Uh, he was fighting no. Bray Wyatt for the title at WrestleMania just two years ago, and then he was teaming up with Nakamura less than a year ago, and now he's a bad guy this year. No, I I think he has a more defined role. I no, think he's gonna be a heel come for a while. on! Don't be ridiculous! Come on! When he was with, when he was teaming two up with ago, Bray, he was a face. Yeah, but he when he teamed up with Bray, he was a face. But then when he was fighting for the title, he was just kind of fighting for you know I want to prove myself and win. I, you know, I don't think he's been... He hasn't been as mistreated as Big Show. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's getting there. <laughs> Matt, I think you are reaching. Just like Brie Bella will be reaching for the hand of her husband, Daniel Bryan, oh, in the mixed tag match with Miz and Maurice. All right, I'm going to count that as a, a, a argument. A win for me? Win I win. One telling point for Michael. It. All right. Yeah. Um, um, Matt... I, this match, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I, I think it has more heat than the SummerSlam one. Uh, Miz Woo! put his hands on a woman, which Whoa. every time that hap- every time something like that happens, people go, oh! So it adds a little a little extra oomph for Daniel Bryan punches, and it makes you a little more angry at Miz. So I I think if, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this was Daniel and Bree and Miz's and Maurice's idea to be like, uh, how about we get some crowd engagement? How about that? Um, so I think that was a really good move this past Tuesday to have Miz pull Bree out of the ring and freak people out. Um, and people want to see Miz get his comeuppance uh, this Sunday against uh, the Danielson family. I hope it doesn't happen. I think. Oh, this you want to is... keep dragging it out? Hell yeah! Oh my God! No, this yeah, this can't be the end of the feud. No way! The Miz has to win. And, and okay. I, I'm telling you, we're, we got to do it. We got to do it the old-fashioned way here. Have have the feud die for the fall. But then the miss comes up at, I don't know, something like Elimination Chamber, wins the title that way, the uh, Universal or, or wait, uh, I'm sorry, the WWE Championship, and then we get the Miz and Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Oh, you're going to say they're going to tag team for the tag team championship. Yep, that's where I was going. I just I, I pivoted to the WWE championship. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. This feud, I think, deserves it. Um, I don't think they did right by it uh, when it came to SummerSlam and even just booking it where it just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And I, I, I want, like, some genuine uh, weight to this match and the only weight I can think to add isn't silver Mike it's not copper sure as hell ain't it's, any platinum it's a little bit of myrrh yes 
frankincense and myrrh. I, this Christmas, Daniel Bryan and The Miz. <laughs> it's gold. The rules of the match are as follows. <laughs> Whoever can eat the most frankincense and myrrh will be declared the frankincense and myrrh champion. Here um, they go. Okay. <laughs> I, I just think this this uh, feud deserves some gold at the end of the the end of the rainbow, um, and, and I guess it is still possible for Daniel and Bree to get the win, and that'll be cute for the mixed tag match, and you know boost that up a little bit for their little tournament that's coming up again. That's cute, yeah. but um, I, I just for storyline wise, I think it looks even better if the Miz can walk away as like another sneaky heel victory. And then, uh, you know, like, he'll just say, I don't have to fight Daniel Bryan anymore. I beat him two pay-per-views in a row. Yeah. And then that that right there sends him to the main event. We... Well, I It's, it's like perfect. This, this match is such a bummer for me because, like... They're such a bummer. I'm just kidding. You know, we watch... We, we geek out so hard about NXT because it's like these women are fighting for their professional lives, like trying yeah. to prove themselves. You know, Brie Bella's on Total Bellas and Maurice is like, hey, Lana, let's go get a mud bath. <laughs> like, they're not wrestling. They don't give a <laughs> shit about this. Yeah. I, here's well, here's the thing. Like, like we, we dedicate all this time. We do this crap every week where we get geeked out about nxt and then we're like oh we didn't give enough time to the main roster and like now we're at the point where we're like emotionally exhausted and all we have left to talk about are the main belts and i say that because the the women's championship for smackdown is on charlotte's waist so that's the most important one yes so he's got charlotte versus becky which is a fun grudge match yes aj styles versus samoa joe should be a fun grudge match match. (laughs) roman reigns who I couldn't tell you the last time the guy had a bad pay-per-view match versus Braun Strowman, who's arguably, you know, the most over person on the in the whole company because people love, you know, love the big big gorilla. Yeah. Um, you're gonna throw Mick Foley in there, and I feel like we're just exhausted getting to this point, and it's because we got all this clutter to get to these great matches. Um. Well, I got two more points on Daniel Bryan and Bree. Oh, I'm Jesus, Matt. When is it going to be over? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, like uh, you know, maybe Rusev uh, should be in a pre-show match. Maybe, you know, Jeff Hardy and Orton, let's cancel that. You know, let's, <laughs> let's make this a goddamn takeover card so we're not exhausted by the time we get to the good stuff. Like... You're going to be tired emotionally. You're like, how do you even engage at this point? You've been rolling your eyes for two hours. Now in hour three, you're going to get these grudge matches they've been kind of building up to? Like, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles should be, you know, main eventing. That's not going to happen. Yeah, Roman like- Reigns and Braun are. They're going to, you know, let Seth and Dean do the, you know, put their shield hogs out so we can all suck them, you know, and... <laughs> Shield's the greatest faction of all time, and you know Dolph and Drew gotta be there. And it's like you get so oversaturated with all this crap, you can't you can't focus on the stuff you should be focusing on. And that's Becky Lynch wearing a disguise. Damn it! Woo! Uh, Matt, uh, of these three matches, Jesus Christ, uh, 
Which one are you going to be able to conjure up some energy for? Like from the start of the bell when they announce the following contest is for the blank championship and is for one fall. One fall. Um, Mike, see, I'm a real wrestling fan, so I'm going to be all juiced up for all three of these. Um, no. <laughs> Bullshit. Go fuck a goat. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I'm really excited for these three matches. I I am too, but it's, it's just... I mean, you, you know, know we're they're not going to book the night and have these three matches end the night. Like, uh, you know, they'll throw in uh, maybe Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton will be will will come before Roman Reigns and Braun, so they don't have to have the Hell in a Cell going. Like, up think and about down. think about NXT when they ended with Adam Cole and Rick and Ricochet, and then you had Shayna and Kyrie, and then you had Champ and Gargano. Like, the crowd was still invested in all of that stuff. <laughs> It feels like for these three matches, what is the crowd really going to wake up for? I, I will say, go back and watch the tape. The Kyrie and Shayna, a little on their hands, and Gargano and Champa. everybody was a little quiet. Like, I, I, I just, it felt like there was right in the middle of that, everybody went, Jesus! Like, how long is this one going? Like, I, I, I'm going to be... Uh, that's my honest opinion. I, I, I know I listen to a lot of these NXT shows, May Young Classic. I tell you, I admit, on the air, I don't have the sound on because I'm watching Frasier while they're going on. Oh but my for God. the NXT takeovers, I have the sound on. I'm in full... I'm fully engaged. Sounds like it. <laughs> Those matches were still they, they still have the same problem because it's all that's all the same problem. It's it's way too much of one thing. And that's a problem for anything. That's why they don't make four hour movies. It's hard to do. I think three hours is the cutoff, and NXT nails it. But I think we have we have two we have a few short matches here. I, I think you could get it to two and a half. I I'm on board for that. I like having I know, more free time. I know you want to get these guys on TV and they're all important and blah blah blah, but it makes all the matches that make it onto the card that much more important. Like not only are you fighting for the belt, you actually fought and won the right to be on TV. Yeah. Not hey, it's my turn. Give me ten minutes. Okay, now it's my turn. Let me have ten minutes. Okay, well, that's fine, but now I get my ten minutes. It's like Oh God, we gotta go through this marathon again where everybody gets a turn and it makes all of it seem like nothing. Was that your Cassius Ono impression? Oh ho, ho, snap! Woo! Alright. Woo! <laughs> oh no That was just him over and over no. going, Well that was oh, my turn. No. <laughs> you guys I'm kidding. The next that... time you sign a big free agent, I'm... you let him know that I M also was once a free agent, and that I will be fighting in the NXT ring versus him or NXT. And then I will fight him, and then we will see what will happen in that match. He's such a great actor. All right, Mike, let's... We will see, Mr. Regal. It will be my turn. You will see what will happen. Well... I'm not finished! Okay, I'm finished. I don't know if you were secretly trying to get away with not having to talk about these championship matches so we can hit stop. I feel like that's what you were trying to do, but I'm not going to let it happen, Mike, because I respect this women's championship match. I respect these ladies. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know that's not what you were doing. 
Um, I, this is also not how you feel. But go ahead. Wow. Uh, go go to the tape. All right. Are we have look at all the, look at the tape of me respecting. Our okay. producer right, right now is pulling up bodpodcast.com and they're counting up how many articles I've written about this Becky Lynch and Charlotte feud. And how many have you meant it? Hmm? What? I'm gonna say none. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, so here's I the thing. I could not be more right. juiced about this feud, and I cannot wait to see what happens. Like I know, but this should be a main event, and it's not gonna be. It'll be the main event next month at Evolution. That's not good enough. It is good enough, Michael. Michael. Wow, it's it's Michael. Michael, Michael Myers. Yeah, um, it's good. Michael Myers. It's good enough to headline when it's just girls. Woo. How about when it matters? How about when it fucking matters? Not when it's a stipulation gimmick that only the girls are there. How about when it's girls and guys? Becky Lynch should be main eventing, destroying Charlotte. Where is this coming from? It's coming from my heart. You didn't hint that this is where you wanted to go at all. First it was, there's too many bullshit matches. Then you're talking about getting rid of the Brie, Bella, and Maurice match. And now it's, let's make this the main event. Yes. 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 Come on, brothers of discussion. Faithful, let's hear those yes chants. Yes. Yes. Well, the first thing you got to do is not just ask them to... uh, I'm not asking. I'm demanding. (laughs) You can't just ask them to get on board. Like, you have to ask them to please remember to tune in on Raw when the ladies match starts and keep tuning in until it ends. And then shut off your TVs. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is the right time. What are you? What are you saying, Matt? Where are you going? Where's this going? Where's this river going, Matt? Well, everybody knows what we love. Okay, everybody listens. Whoever listens to the show knows that I have been writing blogs and hoping that Becky Lynch is going to get her push, and that's all I've been talking and thinking about for like the last month. So that is the main event in my head, obviously. I don't have a ton of articles about AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. It's happened before. So I get it. But the WWE is also going, all right, these people, you know, have have tendencies. They have... What do you mean? What do you mean, these people? The the people that kidding. watch WWE programming. They, they turn off women's wrestling... Uh, even if it's not the hardcore fans, but WWE fans will turn off women's wrestling. That's why it's not main eventing. It it, it obviously will be probably the best match on the card because both of these ladies really know how to wrestle, and it's got the juiciest story out of all three of these main event matches. So I will I will say that I'm I'm kind of I'm being I want to see this company direct. put their balls on the table. Yeah, it would be amazing. But I, I would not be the person who's going to sit here and predict it would happen. Last match should be Charlotte Becky. Before that should be AJ Styles versus Samojo for the heart of Wendy Styles. And right before that should be Roman Reigns and Braun. Oh, yeah. In a hell and a cell. No, you're right, Mike. After this whole year and me writing article after article about how so-and-so should be at the main event and it shouldn't be Roman Reigns, this... This will be the match with Mick Foley as special guest referee and in a hell in a cell. This will be the one where they go, all right, not the main event. It's obviously 
<laughs> I was going to say AJ Styles and Samoa But, you know, you know what I mean. I I know where my money's at. I know if I was running the show, what I would do. Um, but What I, would you do, Matt? What would Matt do? Let's hear this. How would Matt book the end of the show? Matt, who closes the show? Who you got? Uh, all right. I don't know why this is part of the podcast, but I would have Charlotte and Becky Lynch close the show. All right. And what comes right before that? AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. And right before that? Um, Drew McIntyre and B Dolph team, Ziggler. B team. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, All I, right. th- I well, threw a curveball in there. Here's a hot take for you. Okay, we got these three And big... we're not even doing this realistically. Those three matches are not going to close the show. It's probably going to be Roman Reigns, and then before that will be Drew, or uh, like the New Day and Rusev Day, and then before that, I don't know, maybe it's what jeff hardy no. and randy orton like that's how they do it they don't no 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 yeah yeah roman yeah Ray- no roman and brown are closing the show before that'll probably be charlotte and becky before that probably be aj and joe that's how they do it so matt you got six of the you know best wrestlers uh, on the on the whole program uh, okay are you done yeah yes I said yes. Are any of them, are any of the the challengers gonna win a belt at Hell in a Cell? I think there's a good shot for all three of them. Uh. Do you want me to pick who's the most likely to win? Matt, I want you to pick the least likely to win. The least likely to win the title is Samoa Joe. I feel like they're doing something really special with AJ. And even though I claim that The Miz is somehow going to win the title before WrestleMania. <laughs> talking out of both sides of my mouth. Uh, AJ, you know, I, I, I also feel there's a very good shot that he's running he's, he's running the title until WrestleMania too. Um, so I, I, I've just, like, that's a lot of, of winning. That's a lot of one guy holding the title. But... It's also the end of AJ Styles' career is coming up this spring, so maybe that's his big goodbye is whoever he's losing to, you know, maybe at WrestleMania, maybe at the Royal Rumble. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Um, I, I think uh, most likely to win, if that was the next question, is Becky Lynch because I think uh, you've got – wait, did I just say – what did I just say? You said least likely was Joe, most likely is Becky. Yes, okay. Uh, most likely Becky because uh, they they want to have this match go uh, or uh, be the main event at uh, the Evolution pay-per-view. So if if you're going to have Ronda Rousey versus um, one of the Bella Twins, I mean, God, you cannot have that end the night. That is going to be, I, you know, I don't hate Ronda Rousey, but it, there's no denying her skill development at this point and if you're going to highlight women's wrestling and the length that it's gone you have got to do charlotte versus becky to end that night so for that to make the most sense and to happen i think becky's got to win the title now and then defend it at evolution i think the least likely win is uh stroman um they they love Roman Reigns. This has taken years for him to take it away from Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is leaving as the champion. Um, as far as who's the least likely, 
Least likely has gotta be some. It's gotta be Charlotte. Sorry. I know it doesn't really count. You're supposed to pick Becky, but she, you know, storyline-wise, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta kick this up a notch. We gotta change it up a little bit. Yeah. Charlotte is kind of that transitional champion, so now we're giving her a notch as far as a historical. You know, I have X many title reigns. Um, we're gonna be able to stretch this feud out into evolution. Um, you know, let Becky Lynch cut some heel promos going into that. Um, and Joe and Styles, I think that one's the toughest one for me because AJ's, you know, really held it for a long time now. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing Joe because his promo work is so good, but, um, I don't know, for Joe to win doing a, a you know, a kid's book, you know, promo, it's, it's pretty creepy stuff. So it's almost like if he wins, he'd have to keep, you know, running a series of, you know, kids, kids, uh, kids literature. So we, you know, we want to get him out of that rabbit hole. Let's see what he can do next. Yeah. This is like, that would go in like Vince Russo territory where they're going to have to do shots of Samoa Joe, like taking over the family and like AJ watching from outside. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, when I was running the undis, you know, I, I was running the Attitude Era. You we were Stone Cold. I almost said Undisputed Era. <laughs> you know, we wrote the Boxcar Children for the Hot Foundation. That was me. I wrote that. Sh I wrote it. I was me. Um, so that's not gonna happen. We're gonna uh, have to get you on the WrestleMania circuit, and like, I know they do comedy shows that revolve around wrestling. Yeah, we're gonna have to start sending these as like your audition tape for the show. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Vince Russo writing the box called Children. Yeah, we're gonna put that together. We're gonna write an episode, I think, of that. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I you know it'd be cool to see Joe win. I know Vince uh, does not get a chubber for Joe, so I, you know it's hard to see him ever holding gold, but. Uh, Fuck it. I mean, it's the hall. You know, it's the fall season. I just said the hall. Man, this uh, Jim Beam is working its magic here. Uh, Samojo, it's the fall. Fuck it. You know, we got to reset this <laughs> stuff with, you know, the real pay-per-views right around the corner. Um, it's just, it's hard to see this, this Becky Lynch storyline that they've invested so much time in. Just, really, that's going to go down the toilet so Charlotte can just keep winning again and again and again and yeah. again. And there at least has to be a like a an ounce of awareness in making sure she doesn't just destroy the roster. You know, yeah, we just we just we just heard Stephanie McMahon talking about the success of the company is we listen to our fans. Yeah. You know what? Fucking prove it. Custom prove t shirts. Prove it on Sunday. <laughs> listen to us. Becky Lynch winning the belt. Hear it. Strowman, I'm 50-50 on. Joe, maybe. Becky, give her the gold. You sound like a Venture Brothers character right now. There was a big old robot that was always talking, you know, like that. And robot speak, you know. Yeah, no, I didn't know where to go from there. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched that show. Nobody um, watches it. Fan of, the sh fan of the show is Matt. Sorry. But, uh... <laughs> Man, Man hell in a cell. Brothers. Like after all the the good vibes of NXT and yeah, I'm glad you know we don't get paid to like sell the show because everybody just went, why the fuck am I watching this shit? <laughs> 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 uh, 
I, you know, if you if you haven't used your free month of uh, WWE Network yet, I, I would just wait till the next hold, takeover. Hold on to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got one um, coming up for Survivor Series in November. Woo! Hold on to those free memberships. Well, Matt, WWE Raw and SmackDown pay-per-view has exhausted me. I, I'm ready to d- stop talking about it. Um, you want to talk about NXT again? Let's go back to Dozovich. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's see if we can cut an, a Dozovich exclusive episode for 60 minutes. Ooh. Let's see if we can do that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I know what, I, what I'm going to do real quick is uh, I, I think you're ready to go. I could tell. Um, well, and I got one hot tag for you. Oh, my God. All right, go ahead. No, go. If uh, there's one match you want to put your Matt Clink stamp of guarantee on what the outcome is going to be, and oh. you are willing, you are willing to put on the line one fantasy football trade where if it goes off the rails, you have to make a trade of my choice with my team. Who are you willing to gamble on? Matt? R- Ronda Rousey's beating Alexa Bliss. <laughs> okay, luckily we don't have enough time for me to also make that wager. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna make it interesting here. AJ Styles is walking out of Hell in a Cell Woo! with that WWE Championship. AJ Styles! Woo! Yeah, me and Wendy, I, I'm going to keep my belt, and then me and Wendy are going to have a nice picnic and hang out with all, I, you know, four or five children. Me and Wendy, we're going to do what Edge and Lita did on Monday Night Raw oh, and celebrate. Jesus. <laughs> we're making another kit. Yeah. This is going to be the love bed that AJ Styles built. <laughs> I just, wait a minute. I knocked my headphones out of my ears laughing at that. <laughs> Uh, oh, that was beautiful. If I, I could put... <laughs> my, my hot smoking Americana wife. <laughs> Sorry. If I could put the fantasy football trade guarantee of the week, uh, I'm going to put it on Roman Reigns defeating Braun Strowman. Woo! Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put it on Mick Foley... Hitting the mat for a one, Refereeing two, a good match. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, Mike. And everybody having a grand old time. All right. <laughs> All right. So with that, let's let's do a quick recap. Uh, we're pretty much on board with Roman beating Braun. AJ Styles beating Samoa Joe. Becky over Charlotte. Uh, man, we're just agreeing all the way down the board here. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella uh, are split with The Miz and Maurice. I think you're going with Bella and Bryan. Uh, yep. I, I don't think we even picked a Hardy-Orton match uh, winner. Orton! I'll go with Hardy. Just I'm for going with the Viper. Uh, Ronda Rousey beating Alexa Bliss. Uh, Hell Drew, yeah. Hopefully Drew McIntyre beating, uh, Drew and Dolph beating Seth and Dean. And the New Day over Rusev Day. Uh, yep. Hell in a Cell coming up this Sunday. Uh, hopefully, I'll have this out in the next half hour. So that means you'll have Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday to listen to this Hell in a Cell preview. I don't know why I'm giving a plug for it because we're at the last minute. That's really dumb. But here yeah. we are, the Hell in a Cell preview. Uh, you've had enough time to listen to it. And uh, thank you, everybody. We are so sorry that uh, on one of our biggest weekends for getting subscribers... <laughs> to Woo! our Facebook page, we put out absolutely nothing. 
Uh, yeah. But uh, we appreciate you sticking around. We you only can hear <laughs> We only lost a couple subscribers. And who's the name of that guy from SmackDown? The Undertaker! That guy, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I, we're wrapping up the show, Mike. Bad time to ask a question. Thank you great for Great time to in. do some research. Yep. If you want to answer to that question, answer us on Facebook and Twitter. That's at BOD Podcast. Or you can go to BODpodcast.com. Or not only can you answer that question on the contact us page. the Vince Russo, the creator of the Undisputed Era, AJ Styles. <laughs> um... Uh, Becky Lynch, I created her in the um, Attitude Era. And I also created Matthew Clink, also in the Attitude oh, Era. God. So, you're welcome. Me and Stone Cold, we created uh, the Brothers of Discussion. We knew they'd come. So, you got, yeah, you got to say, Nakamura. You got Nakamura. You got Nakamura. Nyak- Nyak- like a mural. You yeah. know, like a beautiful Japanese painting. Nakamura. <laughs> yeah. Well, he uh, can't. He can't wrestle. He's he's he doesn't know how to work. Stone Cold. I told you he wouldn't work in the Attitude Era. <laughs> he had a lot of things. All right, and wrestling wasn't one of them. It's not about the dollar signs. <laughs> all right. I, when when I was running the Attitude Era, all right, we had hands coming out of old ladies' vagina. That was good times. Jesus. WWE. It was true. All right. All right, That's another the rousing episode of The Brothers of Discussion! <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We're coming!